how would you even do Flood and Akbar at the same time? Mario. Mario. <laughs> Where shot you at what point? <laughs> Mario, get the water. <laughs> the graffiti can't take fire of that magnitude. All right, I'm going to stop. This is awful. (laughs) This is going to confuse so many people. No, it's not. This isn't going to be on the episode. I wouldn't do that. Anyway. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Scanline Tabletop. I am Six Datmar. I'm your game manager here as we play this game of Beam Saber in our campaign. We're not playing Beam Saber. We're playing Blades of the Dark. I apologize. Uh, In this campaign titled The Ghosts of Parliament, I was going to get that part right, just not the game. Mm -hmm. I'm Jennifer Uncle. I play the character Scully Booker. Um... He's basically a cutter-type character. And I'm Kyrie Page. I'm playing Meyer Scora, the Whisper. Oh, man, you just knew it this time. Yeah, I just did. Sorry to disappoint you. <sighs> All right, well, everyone, 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 like, the audience, like, like groans and turns around and go home. No, no bit this week. We're canceling the bit. Everybody yeah. go home. Just turn it off and turn on... Just. Just turn on the radio. Just live for a little bit. There were there were some bookies who were putting odds on you saying something like Meyer Skipper, and they're all disappointed. Meyer Skipper sounds like a Gundam name. It does kind of sound like a Gundam name. You're not wrong. Um, and uh, so here's here's a fun question for you. Can you two see a third character in the characters list, or do I have to specifically reveal it to you? Um, we can see the third character. Okay. So, where we left off, you're still in the middle of the job. Um, however, y'all got fucked up. Mm-hmm. Y'all fought, uh, a dude who, who was tough. Um, I guess I would say a priest who was tough, because he had the collar. Um, and he kind of just beat the shit out of you. Yeah, real badly. Um, and you know, like, listen, he's a tough guy, but also, I think, I think the highest roll y'all got last session was a three, so <laughs> it was just a, it was just a shit show. Um, and then at the end of it, we had uh, Doug and Karos uh, trick together to form uh, this a, a a sort of like ghostly, like ethereally fiery dog. Um, who is standing here now. Uh, as players, I will tell you this character's name is Bale. Uh, Bale will not be around forever. Um, my imagination, I'll, I'll work out the mechanics later, but you're like, you're training uh, uh, Doug and Karos to do ghost tricks and stuff is still going to be useful. They can form Bale, but it's going to be one of those things that can only do like every couple of months. Oh, so yeah. Okay, so it's like Dragon Ball Fusions. 
Yes, yes, it is kind of like Dragon Ball Fusions. Um, this this definitely takes a lot out of them. Um, but for the moment, Bale is here. And uh, I want to offer you all the opportunity. Bale, we have our party of three for this. And one of these three characters will be an NPC this time. Which one is up to y'all? So if someone wants to play Bale, um, and mostly, I mean, I offer that partially because, you know, sometimes it's fun to have a change of character, but also partially because... Again, y'all are beat to shit. Mm-hmm. And Bale's kind of fresh, so... Also, probably fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Fire Ghost Dog? That sounds pretty slick to me. Yeah. Um, but, that said, so... Uh, first off, uh, Jen, who do you want to play this session? Um, hmm. Trying to think of it. Kyrie, did you have a preference? Did you want to do Bale? Did you did you want to play Bale is the question. Um I was slightly worried that I wouldn't do justice to this uh dog character. Well, I have specifically not had Bale say or do anything. So Bale doesn't have a personality yet. I mean I know what I would do if it was up to me, but at the moment, it possibly might not be. Just keep in mind that this is uh, uh, Bale's class is a custom class created by a friend of ours, uh, Briar Sovereign. Um, it is it is the uh, Bargast playbook, um, the subtitle of which is a terrible and forbidding omen. Um, you're like a dog of the apocalypse. Um, and as long as you keep that in mind, you can play it however you want. Okay. Um, hmm. If Kyrie doesn't want to do Bale, then I will. I will let you play Bale. Okay. Also, uh, Meyer's in better shape than Scully. You both have the same level of harm, but, um, Scully, you have, uh, well, actually, you don't have the same level of harm because Myers' uh, level two harm is currently level one. Effectively, was the deal we made is that it would become level two later. Uh huh. Um, and then also, Meyer has two stress. Scully has eight. So, <laughs> Scully's in much worse shape on that front. Yes. So, do you remember where we left off? I mostly remember us being in a alleyway being beat the shit and then Doug and Karas do a ghost trick to form Bale. Right. So, um we were hunting we were hunting for a serial killer. Yeah, so you've been hunting for a serial killer. Um you had some you uh the, the last I'm going to sort of try and represent your thought process. The the last thoughts you had was that it was someone uh who was tied to like the 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 church, the religious order, right? Um and so you went to the the only church here in the Char Hollow, um, and you talked to a father there who um, didn't seem like the sort. Um, and then uh, you left, and on your way leaving, you bumped into the latest murder, as well as a bunch of dead blue coats around the body. Um, the when you uh, tapped into it to sort of look at the situation. It was the same as the other ones where, like, the ghost of the victim was gone. But um, in this case, since the bluecoats were there dead, uh, they'd been killed rather rather brutally. 
and their ghosts were still there, but were kind of like mesmerized. Um, and then as you began to move to investigate, um, a a figure showed up who was hooded. You couldn't see very much. You could, however, see that they were wearing a priest collar. Um, and they talked in sort of a low whisper, and they beat the bejesus out of you and told you to leave things alone. And then sort of glanced at the body, turned it to ash, and left. So that's that's the case to date. Any other details that you, you need me to refresh you on, I'm happy to do so. No, that is... I think that mostly sums it up. Jen? Yeah. Um... I have questions about where we are right now, but uh, it didn't. It wasn't really covered during the last session, so. I mean, it was a little bit abstract, um, but we're we're in the point where I mean, like, if you want to start doing stuff, you can. If you want more more questions, you know, the board is yours. Go for it. Okay. Out of curiosity, are a bunch of blue coats about to come running over here to investigate the noise? Um, I think it would probably take a little while. It's one of those things where there were a bunch of blue coats stationed in the area, and uh, you—they're all accounted for, as it were. <laughs> so, for any other blue coats to find out, as best as you can tell, I mean, like I—I am leaving open the possibility that you'll you you two will roll a couple of ones, and I'll have to say, well, okay, maybe the consequences that some blue coats show up, but at least right now, that is not an imminent threat. Okay. Um, the first thing I do is I say, okay, are you Doug or are you Karos? We are neither. We are Bale. Okay. That, I guess that, you know what? Aston answered. <laughs> uh, okay. Scully says, my arm hurts. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the downside you didn't think of. It's now six voices, Scully. <laughs> well, okay. Scully says, where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. Bail, is it? So, how long do you think this form is going to last? Hard to hold together. Um, difficult to say, but we're doing our best. Okay, so we got a limited time frame. That sounds like a normal thing to have happen. Uh, okay. So I stand up, dust myself off. Um... Unfortunately, we didn't get exactly we didn't exactly draw blood or draw anything from this guy. So, is there like a scent that you can pick out? Hmm. If you want to try that bail, that would be a hunt roll. Okay. We will see. All right. Where's the one d six? One d six. Okay. Or you can just click for it to roll it. Oh yeah, itself. hunt. I forgot about that. Um, I think since that guy left, you're back to risky standard. Okay. Uh, five. Okay. All right, that's not bad. 
Um, that's a success with a consequence. Um, I think it's um, it's interesting because this guy smells like. So, okay, tell me about Bale's context for things, right? Like, I think one of the things you smell is going to be, like, dust. This guy smells kind of like like dust, like dusty. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, do you envision Bale being, like, having the combined knowledge of, of Doug and Karos or a little bit of it or, like, being a new person but having some sort of baseline that that makes sense to work with or how do you how do you see this i'd say combined knowledge but they also see themselves as a their own sort of person i'd say like uh, okay yeah um i think um Keros would recognize that the clothes smell like they're from like the docks area which is where y'all are from like this is a person who's who's spent a lot of time like i think there's the like you know dogs have very good noses and i think dale bale has a better nose than most um and is able to pick out like the smell of like like you know like the the salt of like the of of, like sort of seawater that has splashed onto the clothes over time and like a little bit of the smell of like smoke and like fish from like the fish markets and like a very distinct combination of smells that uh that a dog would be able to pick up and be like okay this person's from the docks okay tell me how you're doing this um i'd say it's like a the way that i envision it at least is that it's like a like a green um trail that's following around like a cloudy green trail that um essentially is leading us to wherever they were running from so gotcha but yeah. the the in- initial like initial picking up the trail are you like how does that how do you pick it up in the first place obviously your nose is involved to some degree i feel like um they're basically trying to take in the specific scent and match it with um, what's around them, more or less figuring out, distinguishing the smell from all the other smells around them and isolating it in a way that forms a clear picture of where they need to go in their heads. Okay. Um, I think in the process of doing that, you're going to get, like, you can tell that this, um, that, like, before that, this figure, you know, walked in and, you know, killed all these people here and then started to leave and then turned around when when they saw you show up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think. Um, I think what's going to happen is I'm not going to give this to you as bail. I'm going to give this to you as Jen. Um, which is, I guess, a little bit of foreshadowing or whatever, which is that we kind of see like um the like the as you say like the like the like the sort of like the fog like the trail of of scent um and we see the green um and we see like the the victims trail and we see the separate trails for the blue coats right um and then as bale and meyer and scully start to walk away behind them we see that there is another trail that they missed 
Oh. Like someone else was present as well? Yes. Okay. Interesting. So, uh, you have the trail. If you want to follow it, um, I guess I am just like, probably this is a prowl unless you don't care if you're spotted. Um, there could be other ways to do this. Um, hmm. Yeah, I guess we can roll prowl for this. Okay. Risky standard. Five. Okay. Um, I think um, you catch catch the trail of this of this figure, and you are um, going down the street, and um, so you you were in a side alleyway, and he pretty quickly joins back up with the main street. And is just walking, um, and you're on the trail, and then you see him up ahead, and he has been stopped by a group of two blue coats. Okay. Um, and so far, the the tone of like it just seems like they're asking him questions, right? You don't, you can't sense any um, overt hostility. Okay. So we're just, I imagine we're ducked into a corner nearby while this conversation's going on, so we aren't seen. If you want to be, sure. Okay. Yeah, that seems like the best course of action is to trail where this person is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the blue coats are basically asking him what his business is about at this outer, and he says that he, um, he visited a nearby graveyard to uh, to pray for the souls of the lost, um, and you know he has the he has the collar, so they're probably a little less suspicious because of that. Um, they ask to like to like to search him real quick, um, and he assents, assent, whatever words Cons- are good. Consents. Uh, yes, um, and they search him, and they don't find any weapons. Um, and they bid him a good day and they keep walking and he starts walking again too so they are walking now towards you Um, and he is walking you know back down the, the road a- away from them okay likely not a good thing if we get spotted here so if we just stick to our corner and let them pass will they notice us or uh, yes, it's going to be a prowl roll, not, um, I mean, if you do really badly, you'll get spotted. I would say mainly the consequence is you don't know how long this is going to be and you might lose the trail. This guy might get away in the meantime. Okay. What do you think, Kiri? Should we do another prowl roll? Um, I think that, oh, you I have got an, an idea. What if we had Bale go on their own, like trail up ahead a little bit? Because blue coats won't be as suspicious of a dog. Okay, so you 
So you're suggesting that Bale goes on up ahead. The blue coats probably won't in a mess with a mangy dog um, that's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if if Scully and Meyer get questioned, it's like not that big of a loss because Bale is still on the hunt. Yeah, that's the idea. Okay. That seems like a decent backup plan. If, like... That seems like a decent back. Like... Hmm. So, what I'll say about that is, I think in that instance, I would want uh, Meyer to roll uh, Prowl, and Bale would not be subject to the consequences of it. But Bale would still be on the trail. Okay. No matter the roll. Sure, let's go for it. Okay. Yeah. Risky standard? Yep. I got a two. That's... Hey, listen. So... Yeah. uh, Bale steps out, and this, like, black and gray dog flickering with little motes of blue fire and shadow marches, like, in between the two blue coats who just freeze. And they're, like... They don't move, just their eyes and their heads track this dog as it goes past them. And once Bale is a good three or four feet past them, one of them goes, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they turn their attention to where the dog came from, right? Right. Um, which immediately means they see uh, Scully and Meyer. Um, and they're not really... Their position doesn't necessarily make them look super trustworthy, right? You were kind of lurking in an alleyway. That uh, is true. Um, also, Meyer is like a you know. Meyer is Meyer. Like <laughs> yeah, uh, Meyer has has a look, um, and yeah. that look that look to uh to to a blue coat. That look is, is 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 perhaps suspect. Also, I mean, Scully has a look too. <laughs> Scully has a look of like, what if I just put you through this wall? That would be fun, wouldn't it? Right. <laughs> Although right now I imagine they're clutching their broken arm. Yeah, that's not suspicious. That's true. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I think one of the blue coat steps forward. The other one stays back. Um. And I think the blue coat, like, looks you up and down and says, So what's the story? There's lots of stories out there. Or you're asking my story. Oh, I'm, maybe I could tell you a story about what happens to people who play cute with the blue coats. Like, me and my friend were out on a stroll, and we got mugged, okay? Huh. Tell me about the perpetrator. They were in a coat and a hood, and we couldn't see their face. 
pretty impressive they managed to beat up a lady like that. Carrying a sword, no less, too. Should I chime in, or you're not it... you're not playing as? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can you can you can't make moves. You can talk though. Okay. I mean, like there'll be times where I'll speak for you just because for the sake of of keeping things moving. But in this situation, <laughs> I don't see any reason you can't voice yourself. Hey, believe me, officers, I'm just as embarrassed about this as anyone else. It's 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 why we're kind of. Just keeping to the side streets it's it's not a good look to be this beaten up when i'm this i have a rep i have a reputation to uphold and i'm not too happy about the situation either uh-huh uh meyer this is a sway ah another skill i have no points in I'm sorry, I can't give you i definitely can't give you command against the blue coats and this isn't consort because this guy doesn't know you Oh no! One in a one snake yeah, eyes. That is that is the the snakiest of eyes. Uh huh. Um, I think. Let's see. So you're both wearing normal load. Yep. Which indicates that you are like. If you were wearing light load, you would basically, unless someone looked real closely, which this guy is looking pretty closely, but he would still have to get kind of lucky. You look like fairly normal people. Um, with normal load, you look like you're professionals about some sort of a job. With heavy, you look like you are looking for a fight, right? Right. Um, and so you look like professionals out on some sort of job mm -hmm. with a sword and broken arms and uh, torn pieces of armor. Um, and I think the guy behind him, the other blue coat, just fires a flare into the air. Well, shit. Love to have my character arrested. <laughs> uh, hey, Bale. Yeah? How's Bale doing? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think you are still following, uh, this, this guy. If you decide you want to, like, close the distance or something, obviously that's, like, it'll be a roll to see how that goes, but you can try anytime you want to. Um, but right now you're just keeping your distance and, and following him as he goes through the streets. And he goes to a, uh, a small house. Um, and he produces, like, you hear the jingle of him producing a set of keys. And he unlocks the front door and he steps inside. This is a simple, like, one-and-a-half-story house, right? Like, one story with a little bit of an attic. Um, it's it's a fairly humble house, and it's not super, like, elaborately decorated. Um, and it is in a... Um, kind of like a... It's, it's in a neighborhood that... Um, I think you would recognize the signs of like this is a place where people no one stays for very long, right? Like there are there are houses here, but people come and go pretty frequently. Um, it's it's like people who are in between end up here at some point. Hmm. Okay. Could I 
use the tigers out to see if Bale can get in the door before it closes. Um, you, might be, you might be able to just do that. In your yeah, I don't think before. I don't know that that's uh, I don't know that that's uh, tiger is out necessarily. Um, okay. Oh, I hmm. Is it a good idea for me to be doing that and reveal myself right away in terms of just a dog running in this person's house? Hmm. Uh, what do you think, Kyrie? Um. <clears throat> or should I, like, prowl around the area a little bit to try and find out more? Instead of rushing in and confronting this killer um, face-to-face. You might want to do some investigative work. Okay. Yeah, maybe we'll have Bale, like, go near the windows and see what they can see and also kind of just scout out the area, getting a good idea for where it's located. Okay. Uh, that is definitely a survey. Okay. Risky standard or desperate? Uh, risky for you. Okay. Oh no. Okay. I got a one. Mm-hmm. Um So I think you are um You are sniffing around the perimeter. Um and I think you're focusing pretty hard on your sense of smell to try and like get a picture because that's you know, that's your main tool, honestly, in these situations for things that you can't just see, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, I mean, you've also got good hearing, but that's not necessarily as as useful here. Um, and so you're like trying to push your nose up against like cracks and stuff, and get uh like catch a, a whiff of what's inside, see if you can smell other people or something, right? Um, and that means two things happen. One is you are not focused as much on your hearing, and so you're caught off guard when suddenly you hear footsteps right behind you. And you spin around, and there is a uh, a girl standing there, um, in sort of an a, like a, a light gray uh, dress. Um, she has dark hair and sort of a distant look in her eyes, and your nose is still pretty open, right? And it's um, it's like your head got dunked in, like like an open, like, like a spice rack, right? There are just so many smells that suddenly hit you that it just, like, sort of overwhelms you and you're, you're, like, shuts down, right? Um, I think you're gonna get the level one harm headache. Wow, okay. Because it's just, like, you've, you've turned your senses up. It's, it's, it's like, you know, It'd be like if you were listening at a door, you know, you put your ear to a keyhole and listened as hard as you could, and then someone, like, like put a speaker up against it and turned it up all the way. It just like blasted you. Um cuz whatever this this girl is is about, um she has a lot of smells. Um and it's kind of it's kind of a bit much. Um you can uh resist, you can declare some some load to try and resist with that. Uh up to you. What kind of load would... 
Uh, so there's um, if you open up in the, in the um, drive in the folder where we have, or I think I linked the um, the Bargus playbook last time. Um, at the bottom of that, there's the list of Bargus items, and then also any of the regular items that you can make a logical argument for. I'll let you have, but you know it's going to be a little tricky. Um, keep in mind that this game assumes you are like your character is hyper competent, and so you don't have to have necessarily declared something. Oh, by the way, I'm going to give you light load. That only okay. seems fair, um, since you just came into being. But um, if you were like, oh, on the way here, like I picked up like a trash can lid that I'm using as armor or something. I don't know. Though, though in this instance, it's not physical armor, so it would need to be something else. Um. Something to resist smell, you know. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah. What if I, for one load, it sounds like uh, Bale can have fire brandy or whiskey, and maybe that, maybe that cell, maybe that smell centers them. So paint me a picture here. First okay. off, where is this fire brandy slash whiskey? Like I was... uh, anything okay, you ha anything you have, unless it's something that you can conjure supernaturally, you would have had to have picked up on the way, and you, we can hand wave that, right? But you do need it. We do. There is, you know, in in our in the episode, there is the shot of Bale like sneaking up to a bar and picking up a bottle <laughs> in their mouth <laughs> and then walking away. Um, if that if that is where we're at, then that happened. And then also, uh, how is Bale carrying it? Which, again, the answer can be supernatural. If the answer is, like, Bale's body is not as... I mean, we know Bale's body is not a normal dog's body. Mm -hmm. um, if it's, like, Bale, like, like if it, like, pokes out of, like, Bale's fur and Bale pulls it out and it's like, what, how, what, how does that work? Then that's fine. But I do need to know. I was thinking it might levitate around their neck, kind of like, you know, you know, there's, there's a specific type of dog that is illustrated with having a barrel around their neck, like a barrel of alcohol or whatever. It'd be kind yeah. of like that, except um, a single bottle and like floating beneath their neck. I feel like that would draw, like the fact that it was floating would draw so many red flags from people. How about it just like you happen to find some like some alcohol that like already had a rope on it. Okay, yeah. And you just slipped it and you just slipped your head through and ran off. That works, yeah. Kind of like carrying a key except it's a bottle of beer. Yeah, I I don't know the person's reason for and you know maybe it was just like they were they're carrying a couple of bottles and they're like here I'll attach a rope to it and then I can hold a bunch of the that ropes. That way I and... won't lose it. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, you just have this. Yeah, so so Bale like like bends down a little bit so the bottle rests on the ground, reaches down with their teeth and uncorks it, and then just sort of jams their nose in there. <laughs> um, and then and then yeah. <laughs> all, all had it cleared. Yeah, um, all in front of this girl. <laughs> um, I think she blinks and tilts her head 
Um, and then she reaches out and she just pets she pets your fur. She pets you on the head. Okay. Belkan leans into it. <laughs> you are a complicated dog, she says. <laughs> uh, and Bale just b- gruffly barks once in agreement. <laughs> Um, and then she straightens up and turns and goes into the house. The same house that the killer was in? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Hmm. I guess that's our cue to report back, maybe? Or- All right, well, then we're going to do a meanwhile. Okay. Um, so, Meyer. Yeah. Scully. Um, I think you can sort of distantly hear, because the streets are relatively empty given everything that's going on, and also the time of night. Um, though the time of night wouldn't necessarily, but the time of night with a bunch of cops around, people try and make themselves scarce. Right. Um, and you can hear the footfalls of a lot of probably blue coats coming your way. Great. This is just great. Um, One of the blue coats says, I've got a gun. Would you like to check out the barrel of my gun? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> nah, that's, that's, that's a GM editorializing. Yeah. That didn't happen. Uh, the problem is, like... Uh, I don't, I'm genuinely trying to see myself out of this situation and can't really think of anything because even though they are blue coats and they are like, they're thugs, basically. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of them are coming and I have no combat skills whatsoever. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm. I mean, work with what you know, right? I mean, the only thing that I can think of is to summon a ghost and somehow scare them off. Okay. That seems doable to me. Okay. Like. Like. Okay, I'm trying to think of what exactly this looks like. Because... Um, um, I will cool. also... I do also note, I mean, it is not necessarily your skill set, but you can declare all sorts of you still have two load left if you have something you want to declare from your list. So right now I just kind of want to scare off these two guards. Mm-hmm. Can I make it seem like... Can I compel like a nearby ghost behind them to like... Uh, basically 
not tap them on, well, tap them on the shoulder ethereally and give them a little spook. Oh, we can roll for that. Sure. Uh, your position at this point is definitely desperate. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'll give you a standard effect. That seems fine. I don't think these, these, these folks are super used to dealing with ghosts. And there are plenty of ghosts around here. Okay. Weird how poor parts of the city tend to have more ghosts, isn't it? Weird, huh? Yeah. That's a tune, right? Yes, it is a tune. Desperate standard? Yes. Can I push myself? Uh, yes. Do you want um, better position, better effect, or an extra die? Um, I want an extra die. Okay. Then go ahead and roll 3d6 for that. Oh, a 6, 2, and a 3. Okay. That's a pretty good success then. What if it was the ghosts of those blue coats that got murdered earlier? I was thinking that, and then I was thinking, um... That would look pretty suspicious, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> but it would well, freak him out. Yeah, I, mean, I think not looking suspicious has kind of come and gone. Yeah. Um, but I do think there is a weird thing that happens, right? So uh-huh. you, do you remember what the, the, how the blue coats were doing? Uh, they were mesmerized. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. they were. Um, and ordinarily I would have had that wear off by now, but you got a six, and so it didn't. Uh, so you sort of, you, you whistle up these ghosts, and they stand, um, they sort of like, they're on, they're on either side of these two blue coats, and I think... They see the ones in front of them first, and they step backwards into the ones behind them. And the moment they make contact, obviously, you know, making contact with the ghost is, you know, a, a make, tenuous it's like thing. A chill, but, like a, or like a chill goes down your spine. Right. But this also, the like the mesmerize effect transfers to them. Oh. Suddenly they just get glassy-eyed and just are staring and not moving. Scully, let's book it. You got it, boss. It's me, Scully Booker. (laughs) See, my response would have been, fuck you for that pun, but sure. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah. Meyer, let's score a... (laughs) Meyer, have this lemon. (laughs) Uh, no, but, um, we get out of Dodge. Sure. Where are you going? Um, let's say there is a predetermined meetup point. Like. Okay, sure. Because we're, because the, you know, Scully, Meyer, and, um, and what's Bale. Are professionals and set up a set up a meetup point in case they got separated. Yeah, there's a dog park. Yep. <laughs> All right, so you meet up at the dog park. Uh, the dog park is right next to the Char, Char Hollow Market, um, because the Char Hollow Market used to allow pets, 
and then pets kept you know just like stealing meat off of like you know butchers counters and stuff and so now if you go to charhalla market you first have to drop your drop your dog at the at the you know at the dog park great some somewhere out there someone a a, a duskville purist is screaming at me like oh duskville's too grim to have dog parks shut up it's, it's like, fun it's, it's fun <laughs> uh our world's pretty grim and we still have dog parks do we have you Are seen th- one lately <laughs> there's one right outside of our apartment so yes when was the last time you were outside <laughs> what? do you it's even know a- if outside is real <laughs> Outside, it's just a government conspiracy. What to if it's a ghost you? of a dog park? <laughs> we haven't physically been in the dog park, Jen. We, how do we know it's real? I'm a I'm a flat dog parker. <laughs> it's <laughs> there's, there's nowhere else to go. Let's just let's, let's just, just move on. Yeah, All let's right. move on. Uh, you meet uh, up at the dog park, um, and I think um, Bale gets there first, right? Uh, um, and uh, so when you show up, Meyer and Scully, uh, Bale is uh, what's what's Bale's posture like? How are you? How are you waiting? Um, like in a sitting position, paws crossed. I imagine. Okay, that's basically what I was imagining too. Um, and the other dogs in the dog park are keeping about 10 feet away in like a semicircle, like suspiciously, like, like on the edge of growling, but each one of them is like, I don't want to be the first one to growl. I'm going to get killed. You growl. <laughs> <laughs> Took you humans long enough. We were occupied. What'd you find out? We found where the assailant appears to be staying, along with um, another res uh, another resident, a woman. Good dog. <laughs> if you uh, had cure- stress, I would cure one stress. <laughs> uh. Um. So. We know where the assailant lives. And we know that they have a companion of some kind. I forget, how old was the girl again? Uh, she was late teens, like 17, 18. Okay. Maybe 16. Yeah. So this person either seems to have a daughter or is a parental guardian of some sort. He might say he's a father. He's a priest. We like to have fun here on Scanline Tabletop. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, okay. So, now the question is, how do we, how do we confront this assailant? 
we could only find one way in. It's a very small house. But uh, if we scout the perimeter, maybe we'll find another way in. I guess you... I guess... Hmm. I guess you could always approach the house without me and see if you can talk with the daughter while the killer is out. Uh, also worth noting, uh, one of your abilities might help here if you want to. Oh, man's best friend? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. If you want it to. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. we... Well, that that could be fun. Yes. We need to consider our options and make something resembling a game plan here. Because if we confront them head on, I feel like it'll just be a repeat of what happened last time. All right. You two are kind of injured, aren't you? And we, the camera zooms over to uh, Scully just with arm dangling at this point. <laughs> I think uh, Scully says... I hate to say it, but it might make sense if I sit this one out. Right. That sounds that that sounds reasonable. Okay. I think there's like that like a breeze blows and you see the broken arm just kind of like swaying in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, maybe you should see a doctor or something about that. <laughs> okay. So then it'll just it'll be back down to two. Mm-hmm. So hmm. uh I think I'll give you this is an interesting opportunity. Um so as Scully, you have two load left. You also still have your fine hand weapon. If you want to pass those off to someone else, I will let the other person take them without adding load. I will like it will it will show on their person, right? Like for example, if Meyer takes this extra load, it will be like she's obviously carrying more stuff. She seems more threatening, but I will allow her to have those things if you want. What thing? What uh, load has uh, Scully declared? Scully has declared three loads so far. You can't have uh, her armor because it's broken. Mm. Um, you could have her sword, her fine hand weapon, um, and then also uh, she has two load left that she could. De- she'd have to declare it now, but she could pick other things for you if you if you wanted. You could <laughs> you could give Meyer some Ray Justin's vial. That'd be funny. That'd be fun. That'd be yeah. I'm going to summon these ghosts really angrily. <laughs> oh, that that's not how it would go. Hmm. When you when you when your mage is affected by berserk, they don't suddenly just cast spells angrily. <laughs> and cast angry spells. Uh okay. Dog with the sword in its mouth. <laughs> I love Pokemon. <laughs> oh, I, I was thinking Tales of Vesperia. I mean, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. I just thought I'd, I thought I'd make the offer. Sure. 
Uh, I don't know if there's anything particularly useful on that fits within Meyer or um, Bale's skill set at the moment. What if you gave Bale two guns? Couldn't probably use them, but there'd just be this dog with two guns holstered on his back. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Colonel. Seems like it might be useful if Bale had the binding collar. Uh, that's true, but that's a Bale-specific item, so Bale would have to declare that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're fine. I appreciate the offer, though. Mm. Scully needs to get some rest. Okay, I think um, Scully is just gonna like like sit on one of the um, the benches at the dog park and just sort of hang out with the dogs for a little while. Dogs look immediately relieved that uh, the scary dog is leaving and being replaced with this normal-looking human. Not normal-looking, exactly, but I guess it's all relative, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think most dogs can discern um, damage or whatever. No, but you're, like, six and a half feet tall... And oh, yeah. got purple hair, got a purple like <laughs> mohawk. Oh, they're colorblind. <laughs> they just think it's a mohawk. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I would lead the way, human. Okay. You. All right. Um, lead the way. Okay, and I imagine. Bale doesn't have to prowl again to find the location of the house once again. Nope. Okay. You're at the house. You're out in front. Can I figure out, like, try to think how I can use my skill set here. And what I want to do is um, what I want to do is essentially find a way to um, expose the like killer, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to figure out more information about them. Without actually... Because if I tried going into the house, that'd be bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there a way that I can... What time of night is it, by the way? At this point, it's probably... 10, 30, 11? It's getting there. What if we staked out the area and waited for the priests to leave in the morning? We could, And from there we could either figure out whether he is actually a priest and goes to a specific church or if um, 
Or we could use the opportunity to get into the house and talk with whoever lives there. Let's plan. That's an idea. I will say that um, the longer you linger, the better the chances of you being spotted by someone. Oh. All right. That, that just feels like respecting the fiction. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Myra is kind of a fugitive at this point, huh? And you're kind of a demon dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Okay. I guess we both have to confront this now, then. Yeah. Um. I mean, I you know, it just there are, there are risks. I'm not saying you can't do it. Just there are risks. Can I look around for a decent like hiding spot that would allow us to stake out this person's home? So there are a couple of ways to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is we could either just roll prowl. Or you could roll a setup action. Okay. A setup action, in this case, you would roll a survey, and then the result would give you a bonus on your next prowl in the area. Okay. Oh, that sounds useful. Whichever you prefer. Um, is there a way that I'd be able to transfer that bonus to Bale so that they would be able to prowl around a lot easier? Sure, I think that's fine. Okay, then I'll do the sur- survey. Okay, go ahead and roll for me. What's my position? Um, I'll let you be risky. Two and a three. Okay. Um, I think you, um... So as I said, this is an area with a bunch of like a bunch of like houses that people are sort of like no one stays in for very long, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you find a house that is um, it's in very bad shape, and it has some like some like you know, it has like a uh, a sign out in front of it, um, which is like you know like like it's it's been like condemned for demolition, right? Right. Um, and so clearly there's no one going to be in there, right? Right. Um, and I think you, you slip inside and you're in your spot. Okay. All right. It is now when the prowl roll comes into play. Uh, if you want to do it, sure. Okay. What would that bonus be then? <laughs> bonus? <laughs> yeah, there's no bonuses here. Okay. Uh, it is a desperate roll, and you're making it straight up. Okay. Five. Five. Okay. Um. So unfortunately, that does mean you still suffer a consequence, and it's a desperate consequence. Um. What exactly are you trying to do? Um, I feel like the plan was that we would um, stake out the area and wait until it's obvious that the 
priest killer is leaving so that we can either follow him or come visit the house while he's out. Okay. Uh, so you have a couple problems here. Okay. Uh, I will note these are consequences and you can resist them if you want to. You'll have to explain how you do so. And of course, roll for stress and we'll work it out. Uh, first, he's good for the night. It's almost midnight. He's going to lay down for the night. Hmm. Or at least he's not leaving the house. Right. Um. Two is... Hmm. Uh-oh. So two is... <laughs> um... Resisting this is going to be interesting, but we'll figure out a way. Um, the well, the camera cuts right to the dog park, and um, and Scully is playing with some dogs, and look, and then the camera is sort of like blocked by like you know you see like the bottom of like a pair of legs, and Meyer looks up and says, "Oh," because she's being arrested. You mean Scully. Yes, I'm sorry. Scully. Hmm. So am I in control of Scully resisting arrest? So, we have to figure out... I mean, like, yeah, I think you'd have to roll for stress as Scully, or Scully gets arrested. And Scully stress is like in a bad one situation. Notch. Yeah, I would let you drop it by one because you've just been sitting playing with dogs. Okay, but it's still a pretty dangerous thing. Uh so first off, if you wanted to resist it, you would have to tell me how you were res- resisting it. Um, and that doesn't have to be like I kick dirt in their eyes. It could be like I see them coming and I duck my head and they don't notice me. Or, you know, like, I talk my way out of it, or whatever. Um, but uh, figure out a way, and then roll. Or or you could just get arrested. If I get arrested, will I be able to reclaim this character? <laughs> of course. It'll be, you know, it'll, there'll be a process. But I'm, like, I'm, it'll not, I'm not, like, I'm not going to disappear Scully, because you... You rolled a five on Prowl. Okay. What do you think, Kyrie? Should well, I? It's your character. So you can try and resist. You could... Could one of the ways we resist is we spend a coin and she bribes um, the officers? Sure, I think that's fine. Like, that's one way to... Resist. Um, How many coins do we have? We have three, I think. Let me check. I don't remember exactly at this point. um, Because you spent some. Yeah. We spent one when we were extorted. And then you also spent one uh, to get an extra action to heal uh, Scully. Okay. So we're at two. Okay. Hmm. Okay. 
I think it might be interesting to roll and then figure out what happens because of that, because I have two different ideas in my head, depending on what we decide. Okay. All right. Well, how are you, um, how are you resisting? Um, if the resist goes well, I'm... Well, you no, you have to decide what type of resist you're doing, and thus we have to decide. Like, what is the what is the action? Right. Okay. I think I am bursting out of there and uh, getting back to the hideout. That's a prowess. Okay. So go ahead and roll your prowess. One d six. Higher is better. This one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Got a four. You take two stress. You are maxed out on stress, but you are not at trauma. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I think... Um, I think the, the 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 scene, and it is you know obviously it is stressful, but the way this goes is like, um, Meyer or I'm sorry, I keep doing this. Uh, Scully like like sort of like makes a face like ah damn, you you got me. It's it's a fair cop gov, and like holds out one arm for cuffing, and they're like oh, well clearly the other one's broken, and they're sort of like stepping forward. They step closer to like to put on handcuffs and work this out, and she just like jump like jump knees the lead blue coat in the face and shoves the other two aside and just bolts and um we see her like we see her run forward and the blue coats try and surge forward and like trip over the dogs um (laughs) and scully vaults over the fence of the of the um the dog park uh, and then we cut to sort of like one of the one of the blue coats who's on the sort of the border between the char hollow and you know the docks, um, and he's looking kind of bored. And he sees Scully approaching, and he puts up a hand and he says, "Sorry, nobody leaves the." And she just runs him down, and keeps going. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Uh, yeah, she is. She is effectively out of the way. Um. It is now like two AM. Bale and Meyer, what's going on? Hmm. This old house is very creaky. Should one option Bale could switch into ghost form and sneak into the house that way. We haven't, we, I'm still haven't, like, completely trained Doug and Karos on how to be good ghost trickers at the moment. So I think it might be more beneficial to stay in bail form for now. Okay. Um, Should we search around for an open window, or... Just sit tight until they make a move. It's a good question. Um, what we want to do is we know where they live temporarily at the very least. Um, 
But we know there's two people in that house, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of a way to somehow get something resembling incriminating evidence or something to kind of prove that they are, in fact, this serial killer. And, you know, take them down from there, I guess. But... Options are a little limited. Yeah, I'm also wondering how much, how much evidence they even keep in that house if he clearly has another person living there, and whether she would be even in on it or completely unaware. Actually, so uh, no one mentioned. Go ahead. So. I think you're sitting there watching and kind of like either externally or internally debating what to do. Um, when you see another person, another figure with a hood up, walk up to the front door and do, um, I think the figure like reaches into their coat and pulls out a dagger that has like, like, like a knuckle guard, right? And knocks on the door with that, with a quick little, like a playful, like tut, 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 and then twirls the knife and puts it back away. And after a moment, the door opens. There's some brief conversation, and they are let inside. Great, three people. Three people. Uh huh. Three of them. <laughs> three of them. <laughs> Trez. Yeah. Um. Song, Sundertale. Sure. Papyrus. Okay. Hmm. It's gonna play some Megalovania while we wait. <laughs> Great. Okay. If there's a conversation going on in there, we think we need some set of ears in on whatever they're saying. Okay. Um, go listen in on them. Okay. We'll do. Time to roll prowl again. Everybody's favorite skill. <laughs> Risky standard. Yep. Two. Two. Fuck. Yay! Fun. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> So, hey, hey guys, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. <laughs> hey, how do you feel about the idea of us playing a different campaign after you're all dead? <laughs> uh, I'm not killing you right now. I'm just reading. Listen, I've got my. I'm doing the. I like. I put. I lick my finger. I put it to the wind. I pick up the grass. I let it go. I see where it blows. I'm like, hmm. Two sessions in a row where you're just fucking up nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um. So, uh, bail. Yes. 
uh you sort of walk up and and i think there's a moment where you like you're looking for different ways in that are like cool and eventually like i hate this but i think i just have to do this and you just sort of like prop your chin up on a windowsill and you're like damn it i look adorable right now i hate this (laughs) (laughs) um and inside um I think we we also we get a moment where like you you can hear that there's talking but it's kind of muffled and the um the window is like cracked and you see that it's like the window is broken there's a piece of glass that is broken but it is sort of holding in place and you nudge it with your nose so that it falls and now there's just a clear hole so you can hear a little better and so you hear uh two people talking um and uh, I, again, for the, for for the sake of time, I'm not going to do the whole conversation. Um, but uh, it is it is the uh, the the killer who is uh, who is speaking. You can see that the the girl is there, and she's just sort of sitting in the corner. Um, her eyes are very distant. Um, and the killer is saying that he's been working on some very important business, and um. He's he's stressing like that, like it's vital to like he's he's he thinks he's going to save the world. Um, and the um the person in the hood lowers the hood. Um, and it is it is a lady with like a short like a short um shortcut hair with a bit of an undercut, um, and like a a a real bad gash over one of her eyes, um. And uh, she is playing with her knife, and she seems like she is entertaining herself because she doesn't give a shit about what the man is saying. Um, and as the audience, we know this is Chael. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bale doesn't know Chael. Mm, I of guess. Of course not. Mm, no, yeah, they... no, Bale. No, they didn't meet. They didn't meet. It was close. They didn't meet though. Mm-hmm. Um. And, um, finally the, the killer gets to the point, which is basically like there are people who have been like harassing my efforts lately and I need you to take care of them. Um, and like chill, like, like leans back and it's like, oh, gonna like less rest her elbows on a table. I know she just kind of like sprawls over the table and is like cash up front or no deal. Um, and they're negotiating price, presumably for her to kill you. Okay. Well, we're going to need a new hideout. <laughs> uh, so we're guessing at this point, Bale bails and heads back over to Meyer to inform her of the circumstances. Oh boy. I mean, I think don't think you'd be able to describe Chael in a way that would convey it to Meyer, though. Probably. Yeah, I'm just like we have some we have a bounty on our heads now from more than one group. Actually, you have a bounty on your heads. <laughs> nothing, Bale has nothing. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, out of the streets. You hear footsteps, and it is just a patrol of, of uh, two blue coats walking the area. So, 
either we hightail it back to our base in the morning or tonight while most people are asleep and inform Scully of the situation or we finish business up before the bounty can be made good. Both of those options are pretty bad. <laughs> well, we're in a pretty bad situation. <laughs> I will also say that Bale is running out of time as Bale. All right. Yeah. You have a couple of hours left, you think. Okay. So the possibility uh, we we can't really afford to get in a protracted fight right now, then. Fights don't tend to take very long, but yeah. True. I mean, I don't think you could lay siege. I think that would go badly. For a lot of reasons, really. Right. Uh, one thing I'll say, this is like, this is just me as a GM. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like you want something to happen to give you like more to respond to, I'm I can do something. And I'm I'm not saying like if you want me to fucking set your building on fire, but if you're like I feel like this current situation, I don't know what I want to do, give me something more to work with. I'm happy to try and do something. Sure, because I again, I think it's we have we have one character who can actually fight. I mean, so, you you always have two characters that can fight. It just is stressful for Meyer to fight. Meyer can take right. stress and can use Devil's Bargains and could be just just as good at fighting as Scully. You can you could say, I draw my two guns and I take some stress to make shooting better, and then it's you're gonna fucking fuck somebody up. Or you take a Devil's Bargain, which I know you've been averse to, but like, it can make shit happen. Right. Um, it's uh, you know, I mean, I I don't I don't really have to tell you because you played this game before, but just uh, sort of just act, acting as a sort of a prodding reminder. This is a game about trade offs, right? Right. And as long as you make the trade offs, you can do anything. Hmm. Uh. Also, Meyer is reckless. That is true. Yeah. Meyer is reckless. Let's barge the fuck in there. I think um, there's, like, a back, like, it's not really, like, a porch. It's, like, there's a back area where you can sit, but it's, like, it's not really a proper porch. And I think you see the girl uh, step outside, and she's just sort of leaning on a railing while the discussion continues inside. Do you want to go with my initial plan, then, and head over to Scully? I think that would be the wisest choice, but we also have to deal, like, we have to deal with this serial killer, right? We do, yes. So. But only one of us is in a position to deal with the serial killer, and. I think um, the door opens, the front door this time. And Chael walks out, um, and Chael is, is like, smoking, like, a, a hand-rolled cigarette, 
and says, I don't deal with broke bitches and flicks it into the house and walks off. Okay. Does that make retreating a more interesting prospect for you or? Well, now Chael's out of the, well, they're not completely out of the picture, but it's not an imminent threat. I don't know. I think we need to confront this guy. Okay. He said that there's a... There would be dead ghosts in the area, right? I mean, they're all dead because they're ghosts. Uh, like this specific... I mean, sure. Uh? I mean, just logically speaking, they're going to be ghosts around. Right. Um, I say, let us go the, go through the front door and take it from there. Okay. Uh, so you walk in the front door and, um... I think uh, the man was already looking like it was. I think he was staring because Chael just marched off. Um, and he blinks and he adjusts his sleeves. As you come in. And he says, Please have a seat. I know it's a humble home, but it can't have been easy to find me. You weren't exactly making yourself easy to find. No. I was not. It's an interesting dog you have. Mm-hmm. Two souls, is that I sense? That is correct. Hmm. A talking dog now. <laughs> Wait, it talks? Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> so you can... So you can... Well, obviously you can detect souls. Of course. But you haven't sat down. Are you uncomfortable? You know what? I sit down. Uh, and he does as well. He sits, his chair, he's sitting in the chair that the girl was sitting in before, which is further away from the table. But. Mm-hmm. Um. I am glad that you thought to have this conversation rather than just interfering with my work again. What exactly is your work? I am trying to save the world. That's a pretty tall order for one guy. That's why I have help. Help? Of course. Who helps you? Everyone. Everyone helps me in their way. Every time I free someone, they are added to my campaign. What are you trying to do? 
How old are you, child? Old enough. No, really. How old are you? Because I think for my purposes, the answer is probably not old enough. I am 1,312 years old. So you're stealing people's spirits and using them to add to your life expectancy. An understandable guess from a creature such as yourself? No. Listen, this is... You are making some bad assumptions. It's fairly easy to explain. And he sticks his pinky finger under his cheek and pulls it back, and you see, like, a fang. I don't need souls. At least not for this. The souls need me. I was alive before all... You don't even know what it looks like for there to be a sun in the sky. You don't know what it looks like to see water that is just an ocean, normal and pure. You don't know what it looks like when there were fish that were not twisted and strange. The world didn't used to be like this, and it doesn't have to stay this way. But fixing it is a lot of work, and it requires some sacrifice. How long have you been doing this? Not very long. I've been doing research into the problem, but it was only recently that I had the breakthrough. I was working in the docks. I had a church there. I was chased out of my church, me and my clergy, by a demon. I had been thinking that if I could get enough people to believe... We could, as cheesy as it sounds, we could bring back God. We could fix this world by giving ourselves a divine protector once again, who would work on the fractured state of our reality. But after all I did when one woman, demon or no, walked into my church and just threw me out, and my congregation did nothing to stop her it seemed like a clear message that my time had been largely wasted I needed a different approach and so I moved here and I began working on my new project bring back God huh well I began thinking then if that was sort of a compromise, you know? I mean, the world is in the state it is, and as I say, I remember before all of this happened, and let me tell you, the world back then wasn't perfect, wasn't anywhere near perfect. Uh, it would feel such if this is all you've ever known, but it was a mess back then, too. Just not as dramatically so. And if I'm already going to extreme measures, why waste them on a compromise? To hell with the old gods, we can do better. You're building a god that you can that you can control? No. No, I don't want to control her. I just want her to be 
made of pieces that care about people. That's why she is an amalgamation of all the people I've unfortunately had to extinguish. They become part of her and her consciousness gradually expands. And once we hit a critical mass, she will achieve divinity. This god wouldn't happen to be the girl outside, would it? Not yet, but we're getting there. Progress is slow, but I've lived a very long time. We think you just found out where the missing souls are going, Meyer. That would certainly explain it. As a... Well... That's the type of person I am. I am... Was surprised to see no... Residue, as it were. You've... Well, I've spent a lot of time learning the ways of the soul, and... I couldn't stand it on my conscience if I were to do all this process and then waste what remained of these people. And then, unfortunately, there are those that try to interfere, and my power has its limits. I can only do this every... usually once a day. Uh, Occasionally, the, the... stars align I'm able to do it twice in a day but even then I usually don't risk it but with these blue coats crawling everywhere it's right. pointless hurting them the scum as they are I wish I hadn't had to so you are private investigators I assume or private investigator and private investigator's best friend, as it were. Yes. I assume that means you're here to subject me to some sort of authority. Well, I can't think of many authorities that be able to stop you, which is a problem. But what if, what if we found a compromise somewhere? I am hesitant as I've spent a lot of time compromising, but I am certainly not unopen to a deal. What did you have in mind? Well, hmm. I'm trying to think how to put this. Because um, we were kind of the ones who kind of kicked him out of his church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know that yet, though, does he? Or... No. Hmm. And I'm trying to think of. He would be a really, really, really useful person like information wise on what I've been learning about with the ghosts of parliament 
because he's been around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, as best as you can tell, he's creating something kind of like a living spirit fast. Right. Which I find fascinating. Sure. We are also kind of dealing with the serial killer, though. That part... <laughs> that is definitely a blemish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were talking about things getting dark before. <laughs> I was. Let's team up with the serial killer. <laughs> Uh, Actually, that's an interesting thought. Maybe he doesn't know about the spirit fast. That's what I mean. Like, I have information. Mm -hmm. What if I said, it's like, what if I told you... The war could be over tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) What if I told you there is a place... That spirits continue to exist even long after they're dead. Would that be able to satisfy your needs? He, like, opens and closes his mouth. It's possible. Could you explain a little better? And if if you want to just say like you explain it, imagine, yeah. imagine an ethereal river that runs through the undercurrent of the entirety of this city. That, uh, for it's just white crown. White, or, crown. sorry, white. Right. Yeah, it is white crown. I always mix up white crown and white chapel because of the real right. Yeah, but right, white crown. Imagine there is an ethereal river going all the way through White Crown. That spirits linger long after they depart. We're not talking just the residual spiritual energy of someone long past. We're talking pristine. Their sanity is preserved. Precisely. That they are able to continue to exist and this is anyone that dies in the whole district these are people who when they die they seem to stay afloat in this river so instead of constant of murdering random people you could find consenting spirits he nods would that fit he nods would that fulfill your needs of course i don't enjoy this if it were possible to do this without hurting people that would be that would be vastly vastly preferable and what's more if i were living in white crown uh i don't kill as part of my he taps his he taps his mouth needs but it does hurt people and if i was to hurt anyone well the people in white crown seem like they're able to take it 
Hmm. What is it you want? Well, part of what I want is for you to stop killing random people. And that seems to be something you want as well. Yes. I mean, if if that's all there is to it, then I will go to White Crown and confirm that what you've said is accurate. And if it is, then that's that. All I ask is I would like to know a little bit more about your research. Because I'm fascinated at what you're doing here. Take this. He walks over to a desk and he pulls out, or opens up a drawer and he pulls out and it looks like a little wind chime. Mm-hmm. And he says, it may take me a bit to get set up. I'll give you a, a proper business card at that time. But when you first want to contact me, if there's a, even a decent amount of wind, you hang that outside. I will hear the chime. I will come find you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, tell your friend I'm sorry about her arm. You sorry about my ribs, too? Because it's really hurting. <laughs> oh, wow. You really... Mm. Yeah, I don't know how I've been sitting here like this. Wow. Yeah, you really no-sold that one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been hurting quite a bit. <laughs> uh, apologies. Bail nodding along, uh, not understanding the term, but I was like, okay. Well... <laughs> I apologize for that as well, then. Uh, Annabelle. And the back door opens, and the girl pokes her head in. Well, and she doesn't poke her head in. She just steps in. She she has a, she has a you know, unearthliness to her. She's not, like, coy. Um, mm-hmm. And says, I think we're moving. Uh, if you could gather your... Th- I'll help you gather your things. And they start packing up the house. Uh, Meyer and Bale decide to go back to the hideout. All right. Uh, mission accomplished. Yay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I do think we want the conversation, uh, with, (sighs) with Mayhew from the Lamp Blacks Guild. Uh-huh. <laughs> when you say that the job's done and he shows up and he's like, you know, I think he's got your pay, but, you know, he kind of wants to know, like, I mean, you can't just say the job's done. You kind of need, you know, he's like, so what's the what's the story? There won't be any more killings. You got him? We found him. And there won't be any more trouble. Okay. It's... Uh, I hate jobs like this. Uh, by the way, uh, I think, like, Bale is gone now, and Scully's here. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're kind of just relying on this person to, like, uh, 
I imagine they don't want the gory details. They don't like the idea of... Right, right. So we, we could just imply mm-hmm. that... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just, I just, like, nudge Scully and Scully, like... Scully says, ow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they won't be a problem again. That's so... Mm. I wish these sorts of things, you could celebrate a job well done, but I mean, it just doesn't feel like that kind of atmosphere. We're grateful. Of course, we're grateful. Right. But, you know, there are still... Those who are lost are lost. Right. We're sorry for that. Thank you. Indeed. Well, if there's if there's future work will keep you in mind things got very strange down there and you handled yourselves well to get it done so quickly thank you of course um and i think we'll we'll do roles and stuff for like pay and reputation next time right but okay okay get your your pay and he goes um and um, the two vials on the counter. Doug is still is still wiggling around. Caro seems more calm. I, I scooch Doug back to the center of the table. <laughs> <laughs> kind of interesting how so far all of our jobs have revolved around either a mess that our benefactor has created or a favor that she wants to give to someone working under her employee. We live in a very strange world at a very strange time, Scully. That we do. And listen, I... I didn't want to fight a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. I mean, well, you did, though. You just didn't want to fight a vampire again, since you lost last time. Again, (laughs) again. We lost horribly. (laughs) Yeah. And I do find it curious that we we ended up letting a serial killer go, but I guess as long as we give them a different source for their wants, all's well that ends well. I you saw what the guy could do. <laughs> there's a, there's, there's a there's a part there's a there's an alternate version where this is an anime. And the scene after after uh, Scully's arm got broken, the sequence of attacking Meyer turned into like uh, like a Marvel versus Capcom combo video. <laughs> <laughs> Except Meyer is the one being combo. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, this yeah. is, uh, this, this vampire is a crack addict. He's addicted to cracking skulls. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it for this session here, gang. All right. Job well done. Yeah. Thank you. <sighs> yeah. Glad we were into we. I'm glad we were able to pull it off eventually, even after all of the low rolls we were doing. Yeah, it was kind of a mess, huh? Yeah. Maybe accept more devil's bargains. I don't know. I don't know. I'd be down with accepting more Devil's Bargains. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Get some good stuff your way. Hell Get yeah. Get some treats. 
<laughs> Treats for the doggo. Well, maybe not the doggo. Doggo might take a little while to come back. I mean, you could get a treat for Karos. Yeah. A metal mouth. <laughs> I think Karos is, is currently, uh, after after experiences bail, has gotten very into Zen philosophy and is like, you know, if you think about it, the ultimate bite is being able to bite and not doing so. Whoa. Whoa. Doug is like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> that sounds interesting, Karos. <laughs> uh, Bale's a good boy. Yeah, that was that was fun. I was being I was being I was being Doug. It's literally the description oh. of Bale's class that Bale is the worst boy. <laughs> <laughs> there are many bad dogs in Duskville. You are the worst. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much, everybody, for for joining us. Uh, a little bit. This one's going to be a little bit of editing heavy. Um, and I just so this is not. It's not going to be in the final episode. But um, one thing you hear people talk about on actual play podcasts is the idea that like if like the game is going the wrong way, you can just course correct. There's a whole sequence that y'all aren't going to hear, where we were like, "Hey, yeah. this is actually not how we want this to go. We're not comfortable with this." And so. I say that because I, you know, I listen to a lot of actual play podcasts and I always hear them say like, oh, you know, and if you're ever uncomfortable and then you never hear them do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's just because they're good friends and they get along, but that's also just good editing. And it's worth saying like, no, this is a real thing in your own games. If you're like, hey, I'm uncomfortable, say it, change it. And I, and I appreciate you listening. Of course. Yeah. Like. Like, I was feeling uncomfortable, and we made some changes, and I think we made some changes for the better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a it was a hard session, um, both both in that, and also just sort of like, gosh, we've got a problem, and we don't know what the fuck to do about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Until next time, folks. Spooky, scary skeletons. See you in the dusk. <laughs> See ya. Later. <laughs>